KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas.
thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM. I'm your host, Corbin Sturch. And I'm Lauren Charters. I hope everyone is having a safe and happy fall break here. I know we are here at University of the Ozarks. This is a special Halloween edition of From the Concert Hall, so I hope you liked our special intro for the day. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach's Toccata and Fugue in D minor, which is the Bach work number 565. For those of you who are going to look that up later. <laughs> so, Lauren, we're, you know, we're talking about Halloween tonight. You know, kind of a twist from our normal show. Mm-hmm. Just something special. Tell me, what are you going to be this Halloween? Well, actually, this Halloween, my friend's getting married. I'll be a bridesmaid, so best costume of all. But um, last year, oh, man, it was cool. My family and I get really, really into Halloween. Like, we don't really decorate our house so much, but our costumes are always on point, and we just get so excited. And last year, I went as um, <laughs> uh, MC Grammar. <laughs> so instead of MC Hammer, I got, like, a book, and I put, like, punctuation marks all over my jacket, and I, like, had a Grammar Time book. And so every time somebody would... Uh, walk by, I'd do the little dance and say, stop, grammar time. <laughs> yep, nerdy, but awesome. <laughs> what about you, Corbin? What are you going to be? You know, I still have no clue. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, I've done the priest outfit now twice, mm-hmm. you know, for the Halloween concert oh, and for haunted housing. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep that for Halloween night or if I will, still deciding. It's up in the air. I may come up with something last minute that's just spectacular or a complete bust. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So what is your all-time favorite Halloween costume from, like, childhood or even now? My all-time favorite. Oh, man. Of course you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> I always do it to you. I see how it feels now. Ah, <laughs> uh, my all-time favorite. You know, as a kid, I always got such a kick out of those blow-up costumes. Oh, Like the yeah. blow-up horse or the sumo wrestler. I remember those. Those are good. Um... But I like my favorite um, my favorite costumes are original costumes. Okay. People who come up with something original. I know that's kind of cliche, but like mm-hmm. whenever I see people at the Halloween costume, well, the Halloween concert in original costumes that they've come up with or seen on Pinterest and redid, yeah, I really like those. To me, those stand out more than just store-bought costumes. So homemade original costumes, kind of a thing. I love those. Speaking of homemade, my stepmom actually this year made an R2-D2 costume from scratch out of cardboard that she is just really excited to pull out. Really? Oh, really? Big Star Wars freak, that one. Well. In all the best ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who isn't anymore? Right? Especially I mean, with that new movie coming out. Right? Not much longer of a wait, I don't think. Really? Oh, I can't wait to see it. I forget what the actual release date is, but I don't feel like it's that far out since they've already started the advertisement for it. Because, you know, you know how advertising is. You know, if they start it too early, people will forget about it. It just kind of goes under. But if they start it too late, no one knows. Mm -hmm. And it's Star Wars, so everyone has to know. Right. So I feel like it's going to be sooner as opposed to later. I hope so. At least that would be great. Yeah. But, you know, you never know with things. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we've got the Halloween concert done. You were there. I was. You know, our last show, we, well, I say we, I, <laughs> <laughs> talked it all up. You know, I know you were there. Do you have any favorite highlight moments from it? Oh, man. It was all, it was really, really 
well done all of it and especially the um the solos and Meredith of course had an incredible depiction of Christine Daae and then um I as a Harry Potter nerd super loved that portion it's always my favorite <laughs> it was just great all the way through of course well thank you uh we've had a lot of rave reviews you know we're working right now to get the televised version ready and done hopefully it'll be on screens by Halloween day awesome you know this episode's gonna air a couple days before Halloween and of course the day after Halloween mm -hmm. so for those of you hearing this after Halloween I hope you had a happy Halloween you had lots of candy your trick-or-treating was fun and safe you know we talked yeah I mentioned Hyatt House earlier mm -hmm. that's a big Ozarks tradition you know this year I think we had about 500 kids come through Yes, you know, we had the Ozarks Biological Society had their haunted house <laughs> in the Hannah room of the Rogers Conference Center. That was really fun. Had a lot of kids really loved that. I know, you know, we even get scared sometimes too going through it. Mm -hmm. um, really, really good. I was very impressed with that this year. The education department decorated, you know, Walker Hall here. It was this enchanted forest kind of a thing. They had characters from all the favorite children's books like if you give a mouse a cookie what? the wizard of oz the wicked witch was here we had the cat in the hat okay yeah so there were a lot of oh we had cinderella oh my goodness that's so awesome i just yeah. love the way kids react to seeing such enchantment like not on a tv screen or on any kind of electronic device i think that's what's so special about halloween is kids just get so excited and they get to be whatever they want to be i agree i agree um you know kind of a favorite moment from that was one of the tours i brought through for their candy run one of the adults dressed up as a flying monkey <gasps> like he had a full-fledged flying monkey costume oh. And we were taking him through, and Abby Rainwater was playing The Wicked Witch of the West. Mm -hmm. At the end of the tour there, they were handing out the books when you got out of Walker. And the flying monkey walks past, and it hits her as he's walking out the door. There's a flying monkey. <laughs> Our costumes totally go together. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's one of those moments you just have to kind of giggle at because, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's something you don't expect. It's little things like that. You know, you always see people dressed as, like, your favorite Marvel and DC superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know, you always got Iron Man right. or the Hulk or mm -hmm. those classics where you have the ghost with the sheet or, you know, your stereotypical monsters. So it's, it's always interesting to see people who dress up as movie characters or, you know, and when I say movie characters, I don't mean, like, main characters, like, when people dress up as Harry Potter. Right. But, like, flying monkeys, no one thinks about doing that for Halloween. They don't. I definitely wouldn't. I mean, it's a secondary character that's, while it is important in the Wizard of Oz movies, it's just a secondary character that mm -hmm. only appears twice, I think. Right. And I, I think only once do they have a talking role. And in the movies, I don't think they actually did have a talking role, only in the books. You know, I don't think so. It's been a long time, though. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, we keep talking about past things our next song up on the program actually our next couple of songs up on the program are from past halloween concerts the next one being double trouble you know we all remember last year's halloween concert in the chapel the chamber singers did this mm -hmm. and you know we always joked going into it that it was like it was like singing in hogwarts the space <laughs> is so big 
but it was a lot of fun. And the next piece we have up for you is the Double Trouble as performed by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra and Choir. It's a really great rendition. It's from the movie soundtrack itself. Mm-hmm. So you know it's good. Right, of course. Of course. So I'm excited to share this with you. Lauren, any, any comments before we start this piece? Um, long live the boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the boy who lived, J.K. Rawlings has started the eighth book, the eighth and ninth book of the series. What? Yes, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Parts oh one gosh. and two, 18 years later. Wow. I, I mean, I've heard about this, but I haven't seen any actual indication that it was really happening. And I heard, too, that uh, there's going to be a play in London premiering in the next couple of years about Harry pre-Hogwarts. Right. Pre all of that, which, of course, nerds like me are going to flock to because that's going to be amazing. Just love what they're doing with this. Right, and to top it off, they're doing a movie right now about um, the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. A oh, story about yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That movie is getting ready to come out here soon. And also, but no, the uh, the book was confirmed by Rawlings. Okay. She is working on it. Um, and I think that's going to boil into more books after that. Oh, I, I don't so. know. I don't know. I want to know so badly what their children are like. And But I know uh, she's doing it in two parts. <sighs> yes, at least. So we can expect at least another two installments from her. Hey, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm excited. You know, I grew up reading those books. Mm-hmm. I think both of us can relate to that. You know, we grew up in a time when the books were still being written. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, you'd finish one, you'd have to wait a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually <laughs> resembled Hermione growing up in the first couple movies with her hair very long and very uh, frizzy hair. And so for three years I dressed up as Hermione for Halloween but I'd also dress up as her for the, the book releases. <laughs> Favorite nights of the year, always. See, I, you know, in the movies, Daniel Radcliffe's a person who plays Harry. You know, watch me have said the wrong actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think, did I get the right actor? No, yeah, you got it. I, I'm really bad, actually, at movie culture. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad about keeping up with that. Um, but the actor who played him actually normally had very tame hair. But you remember in the books, it always talked about Harry having very, very unkept hair. Yeah. So, you, of course, I was able to pull that off because my hair is always unkept. It's <laughs> always disheveled. And especially as a child, it was just poofy all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I never knew what I was going to do from one day to the next, and I never could keep it together. <laughs> and so it was a lot of fun for me to do Harry Potter. I think I did it either once or twice for Halloween, but it wasn't consecutive years, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. That's too easy to do. See, simple. that was just my dream, was to grow up. You know, when you're growing up, people can say, you can be whatever you want. Well, I wanted to be Hermione Granger, and that was that. Yeah, you wanted to be 11 years old and get that letter. That's exactly, exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I think a lot of people from our generation who grew up reading these novels mm-hmm. had that dream. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think to this day, they still do in a way. I like to just pretend that my letter was lost, not that this is completely an imaginary world written. Right. And I think, you know, when we look at those books, we see elements of realism that make it less magical and more relatable in the mm-hmm. sense that we don't have to look at this as a purely imaginary world, you know. I like to joke sometimes that coming to college is like coming to Hogwarts. <laughs> 
if you think about it. Well, I mean, I ended up at the University of the Ozarks just because Hogwarts didn't accept, accept FAFSA, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think most, most of us here at Ozarks do. Uh, I think the only reason Dr. Gorman teaches here and not Hogwarts is that it's really hard to get an international visa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but our next song up on our list is Double Trouble. Enjoy. KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning back in to From the Concert Hall. I'm your host, Corbin Starch. And I'm Lauren Charters. And we're doing things a bit differently tonight, since this is our Halloween special. We've got rid of our normal liners and entries, you know, and we're making it a bit more personal this time, just mm-hmm. bringing you in in our own style. So again, thanks for tuning in. You know, Lauren, we've been talking tonight about our favorite Halloween costumes, moments from our childhood and Harry Potter. You know, we've asked what our favorite costumes were for other people and other things. 
But what was your favorite costume that you did growing up? Oh, man. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, well, I mean, besides Hermione, of course, you know, there was this one year that I got to dress up as a Wicked Witch, and my mom uh, painted my face green and my neck green and my hands green and everything that you could visibly see green, and it was amazing. I had so much fun because you just feel like a different person in that time, and I was five so that was like the biggest disguise in the world for me was to have a painted face so I think that would probably probably be it oh well I mean I think that's a good one (laughs) I I can just imagine the paint being itchy well it was and honestly it left a little bit of a stain for a couple (laughs) days after (laughs) you look just a tad bit sickly just a little green um okay here's one for you Corbin so what do you think top three candies that you can find in a bag on Halloween? Top three. Oh, that's easy. Okay. <laughs> that's easy. I love Butterfingers. Uh-huh. That is actually my favorite candy. All right, Butterfingers. Um, as I've gotten older, I've really come to love Whoppers. Oh. The little malt balls. Yeah. Love them so much. And the other big one that I just really love is Milk Duds. Those are my top three. Those <laughs> are my absolute favorite three. If you ever want anything from me and you don't want to get me coffee or a giant cinnamon roll mm-hmm. that's just warm and steamy and wonderful, th- give me those three candies. Noted. No, I mean, that's, that'll make my day. All just right. don't give me the bite-sized ones. You know, I remember growing up, you used to get the full Snickers bar. Oh, those were awesome. Anymore, you just get tiny bite-sized Snicker bars, and it's like, oh, come on. Right, Definitely. But I also think our kids now with the little ones, they get so excited that they grab so much more. So it's almost like having an actual sized candy bar, except it's just not as cool. You don't get the same kind of exhilarating feeling walking away with a couple small candies in your hand as you do with like a regular size. Oh, remember, remember trick-or-treating growing up and you always hit like the dentist or the doctor's house and they gave you like apples? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those... Yeah. I think one, there was this one house that used to give out, like, raisins. Like, yeah, raisins. we had that one, too. Ugh. It's like, yeah, and it's a good thought, too. Right. You don't just need candy on Halloween. And that's something that's kind of become a big part of culture is just giving out this massive amount of candy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what Halloween was about. It was actually a very spiritual holiday about the soul. You know, Halloween is properly known as All Hallows' Eve, which is... Um, the day before November 1st. November 1st is All Saints and All Souls Day, mm-hmm. which is a celebration of everyone who's died and living and a celebration of the soul and the spirit itself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually a very beautiful holiday where we remember that the night before, the eve before, and we get ready for that because it's a big celebration. Right. Well, that is awesome. You know, I didn't actually know that. It is, because it is. It's so commercialized now with, like, candy and the coolest costumes and how much can you get. See, that's so cool. Yeah, the, uh, you know, it started out as a pagan tradition that the Christians, whenever they came to these northern countries and they saw this altered, you know, back in the medieval times, you were afraid of two things, Mm -hmm. darkness and death. And this plays really well on that, especially as a precursor to this big feast day of the church. And people would go around asking for cakes for the souls of those who had departed. 
and you give so many for certain things. And they were called soul cakes. <laughs> and if you look at the recipe, it's almost like a snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. So they're, I mean, they weren't bad. They were really sweet, very good, which is something unique to the time. You know, you're only making them once a year. Right. And they like said, this was a big feast day for the church. November 1st, you're supposed to have a really big feast celebration mm. for this holiday. And remember and reflect on those who've gone before you. And just celebrate and be merry and be happy. So this night before was a chance for you to get ready for that in a sense of respect and community. And really Halloween was a beautiful, beautiful tradition. It wasn't about, I mean, it did have a scary sense and that you know people would put masks on and things to scare away the bad souls and bad spirits. Mm-hmm. But we've, we've really twisted that and commercialized it, like you said. Right. But I, I love the idea of Halloween. It's one of the few holidays I decorate for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. It's such a fun thing. And the kids just get so excited about it, you know? As a kid growing up, just waiting for it to get just dark enough or really for your mom to let you start. Um, and then as an adult, being able to watch the kids get so excited and so interested and involved is incredible especially now the way that we are with our technology and how we're run this is almost like um, a guaranteed communal interaction of people and you don't really get to see that so much anymore right yeah my favorite past I I love handing out candy on Halloween I love to see what kids come up with or what Mm -hmm. parents or people come up with as their costume or what they're doing (laughs) because their reactions and you know these kids will get into these characters oh yeah and it's always so much fun mm-hmm. to see that. So I love handing out candy or like here at Ozarks. I love taking these kids on the tours because, you know, I get to spend more time with them and I really get to watch them interact with these people. I've, I love watching that interaction. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you know, growing up, you hit that age where your parents are like, nope, you're going to stay home and hand out candy. But, um, you know, now at this age, I just, I don't want to go out and trick or treat. I want to watch. I want to see all this because it's so cute. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've talked a lot about holidays and, you know, the scariness of it and kind of transitions and slide betweens. There was a movie that played on that one. It blended two holidays. And you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Uh, in it, the main character, Jack Skellington, leaves his holiday. Each holiday has its own special world. Mm-hmm. And he finds Christmas. And he tries to take over Christmas. And so they call this the night before Christmas because Jack Skellington tries to be Santa. He kidnaps Santa and there's this whole big ordeal. And actually, Santa really was kind of a mean character in this, the way he's portrayed at times. Yeah. But you know, in the end, it all evens out and you see the good side of Santa. Right. But the next song up tonight is another one we've done here at Ozarks before uh, last year, and it's called This is Halloween. And it's a really fun piece for Halloween because it just kind of plays off on the different themes of Halloween that we know today. Mm-hmm. You know, people wanting to be scary, the different creatures people dress up as, and the superstitions and lore. And really, it's just a fun piece to listen to because it's really cute. The words in it are really merry. I love them. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the song? Um, I 
I love it, but I am also uh, growing up, and even now, I don't watch any kind of scary movies or anything that is suspenseful. So to me, as a kid, this movie was almost too much for me to watch. So this has never really been one of my extreme favorites, but like as you grow up, you learn to appreciate them more. Like the other day, I just watched The Corpse Bride. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but it's like um, these old things that used to kind of give me a little bit of the shivers. I'm starting to love. I really want to actually leave here and go home and watch this. <laughs> Tim Burton puts out some really good movies. It's a totally different style of animation. Mm-hmm. It's dark and it tells a wonderful story, but it's also very light and humorous at the same time. Yeah. And the cinematography in these is great. I have two types of animation I really love. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton does one of them, and I forget the official name for the style of animation he does. But the other one is Claymation. Claymation, yeah. I love Claymation. So things like Wallace and Gromit mm-hmm. and Chicken Run. Chicken Run. I love <laughs> both of those. The studio in Britain that does those is just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've watched some behind-the-scenes takes from those. And these sets they do mm-hmm. for these movies, um, you could have houses that are up to your waist. So they're fairly large clay sets. I mean, Wallace could be almost up to my knee, so he's mm-hmm. like a foot and a half tall. So it's interesting just to see how big these sets are oh, yeah. and to watch you know, the behind-the-scenes footage of the filming of this. Mm-hmm. You know, because they take this a picture at a time. So it is, you know, it's stop motion animation is what it really is. It's just pictures and it's minute movement, but you do it so smoothly that you can't tell. Right. And we call it claymation because it's done with clay. <laughs> Every so, time I think of claymation, um, it, are you a Parks and Recreation fan at all? I have seen it. I can't say I'm a fan yet because I've not seen enough of it. Oh, you absolutely need to. But there's this episode, um, Ben gets uh, let off of his job, and he decides that the best way to spend his time is making a claymation movie, and he has been spending all this time on it, and when he actually sits down to watch it, it's only 10 seconds. And it's ridiculously hysterical because there is just so much work that goes into a claymation movie that you just would not think of before. Yeah. I know. I always love to ask this question. How are you keeping the clay from hardening in all this time? <laughs> what what special trick are you doing that's mm-hmm. keeping your clay from just completely drying out? Are you remaking Wallace, or is it a special type of clay, or are you keeping it wet all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those are the questions I would like to ask to claymation animators and artists who do this. Oh, yeah. Because they really are artists. Mm-hmm. You know, not only in the sculpting, and design, but in the cinematography and the production. Absolutely. Because the value is absolutely there. Mm-hmm. So it's always so wonderful. But again, the next song up tonight is This is Halloween from The Nightmare Before Christmas, as done by Tim Burton. Enjoy. And you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween This is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the dead of night This is Halloween Everybody make a scene Trick or treat Tell the neighbors come and die a friend It's a 
mouth sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 In this town we call home. Everyone hail to the pumpkin soul. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Found that coat and hang hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting there to pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. Red and black. It's like a green. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice. Take a chance and roll the dice. Ride with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream. Everybody scream. Shadow on the moon at night, filling your dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. That's our job, but we're not mean in our town of Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Turn a tin jack, might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? The woman Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hails to the pumpkin king. KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and welcome back to From the Concert Hall. I am your host, Corbin Sturch. And I'm Lauren Charters. And I hope everyone has been enjoying this special Halloween edition of From the Concert Hall. You know, things are a bit spookier, the music's a bit less classical and a bit more fun. You know, the fog is in the air. The, the chill is set in, the black cats are out, the 13 has been counted. <laughs> it's, it's a fun time here. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been t- discussing what to do for our next segment, and I think we both agree that our favorite topic for the next segment is Halloween goof-ups. Mm-hmm. Just things that have gone just completely against plan for Halloween. Lauren, do you have any that really stand out to you growing up or recently? Oh, man, Halloween goof-ups. Um, you know, I haven't ever had, like, just a giant goof on Halloween just because my family and I pride ourselves on being giant goofs on Halloween. Uh, like, last year, my, my dad made a shark helmet uh, by himself, but his idea of a shark helmet probably spans about three or four feet in like length and 
he walked around the entire night humming Jaws, and he <laughs> stood under a street lamp, and he would go, Donna, Donna, and he'd just flip his head back and forth so that you could look like a shark was swimming. Uh, that would probably be the biggest goof of our goof-ups. What about you, Corbin? So, so really, in your Halloween, it wasn't necessarily a goof-up, but a goof. Right. They're always, always goofs. <laughs> um, big Halloween goof-ups. Mm. Uh, well, one could have been this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, haunted housing, the fog machine they had in Walker Hall mm-hmm. set off the fire alarm. And we had a radio show going at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, Pete Leroy's r- running out the clock. Mm-hmm. If anyone hasn't heard it, it's a wonderful sports talk show hosted by one of our professors of education, uh, former coach from several D1 schools, Dr. Pete Leroy. It airs on Tuesday nights at 6 here on KUOZ 100.5 FM. Listen live or online. I encourage you. It's a great show. Um, but, yeah, he, um, they were in the show, and the fire alarms are going off. <laughs> What did they do? They kept trucking. <laughs> so instead of leaving, they were like, this is our show. This is our turf. We're going to stay right here. Yeah, I think they knew well enough to know. You know. They knew what was going on outside. So I think they knew enough to know that it wasn't actually a fire. There right. wasn't something actually going on, which, you know, in reality, probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But for them, it worked. You know, they just kept trucking. <laughs> Keep on keeping on, as we'd say in the South, right? Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Speaking of Halloween goofs, mm-hmm. let's talk about another goofy movie okay. that can be associated with Halloween. Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. I, You know, I have to be honest here. I really have not seen the complete movie Ghostbusters. I've seen, like, bits and pieces when it comes on TV, but I haven't seen the whole thing, and it's such a shame. I really need to. Really? I know. My you know, hit points are dwindling. I've got the box set. I'll let you I'll <laughs> let you borrow it for a little bit, watch through it. I got it on sale at Walmart. I had to snatch it up while I could. Gotcha. Okay, great. Well at least I'll be exposed to it soon. Yeah, I'll just have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got a little collection of movies and so it's either still in a box because I didn't unpack it. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm really bad about not unpacking everything unless I know I'm going to use it all the time. Yeah. I just kind of keep it boxed up until I need it. Mm-hmm. And movies are one of those things for me, especially with, you know, like in our dorms, you know, there's limited storage. You only have so many shelves. Right. So that's one of those things. I just kind of keep it packed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I have it out, actually. I may have bought it this year. That would be so awesome. So I, I actually think it's the first movie sitting on right next to my DVD player. I've bought a couple of movies this year I've wanted to see or that I've really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I got Ghostbusters box set. Um, but also a movie that I really loved. Well, I really love now, but I didn't get to see before. Mm-hmm. You know, it got kind of mixed reviews, and that was The City of Ember. City of Ember. It was a movie um, based on books about these people who lived in this underground cave in a post-apocalyptic world, uh-huh. uh, but their little... Their, their city is dying. Their energy is running out. Their food's dwindling. And the two main characters are just children. You know, they already have their jobs. They get assigned jobs. And they find a way out. And it's this big conspiracy thing they're not supposed to do. And they make it out. And it 
transitions into the next books, which is about their life above ground. They meet people who survived above ground because mm. it was this big nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. And they've been underground for 500 years. Wow. Yep. But really good movie. Really great books. I, you know, As always, the books trump right. the movie every time. <laughs> but I recommend seeing those. But in honor of all the Halloween goofs out there and all the crazy things that will happen, this is our next song on the list. The Ghostbusters theme song. Enjoy. Ghostbusters! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! 
you gonna call? Ghostbusters! I can't be KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall, here on KUOZ 100.5. I'm your host tonight, Corbin Sturch. And I'm Lauren Charters. Tonight, we're having a special spooky Halloween episode, although I don't know if the words should be spooky or goofy. Well, they can be both. A little bit of both. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess we could play into the spooky nature and ask, do you have any moments from your childhood on Halloween that truly scared you, that you just can't explain anything supernatural or eerie? Supernatural or eerie. You know, I can't say that I have something supernatural or eerie, but I remember uh, very specifically when I was walking around uh, one Halloween, I had the complete and other just heck scared out of me there was these three neighborhood boys that kept running around and like you know those ghoul masks the way that they do and they had uh hidden behind a fence and it jumped out at me and my friend and i right then and there saw my entire life it wasn't very long and that was it i thought i was gonna die (laughs) well here's the real question was it at least interesting (laughs) you know it was interesting and i upon my great relief did not actually end up peeing myself the way I thought that I would have in that situation. <laughs> so, you know, there's that, that you know, plus. I always wonder if my life flashes, well, rather, when my life flashes before my eyes, mm-hmm. is it going to be interesting to watch? <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, I was really, I think I was only about 10 or so, so I hadn't done anything super cool with my life, but I had just graduated from Barbie and Polly Pockets, so that was a big achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> what about you, Corbin? Anything scary? Anything you couldn't explain? Uh, couldn't explain? Mm-hmm. I can't really say so. Not on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, creepy. Out. I, I love scary. Mm-hmm. I love watching horror movies and things like that. I love to be scared. <laughs> I love to be freaked out. Oh. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, it really gets my adrenaline going. Because it doesn't really happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen one scary movie, you've seen them all. Right. Um, there's a few nowadays that do a good job of it. But um, scary, I loved going to hide houses, and there were a couple really good ones that got put on growing up, and it was just by, like, families who would mm-hmm. do it. And so, like, you'd walk through their carport, and they would had it sheeted off into, like, little pathways and rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you wonder how big the carport really is, but... <laughs> Um, I remember one year, one of the haunted houses someone did, uh, it had a fridge just sitting in it. And we're walking past this, and the fridge just pops open. Well, it wasn't really a fridge, it was one of those big freezers, and it was a stand-up big freezer. But, you know, it was unplugged, it hadn't been plugged in for a long time, and they Mm -hmm. cleaned it out so it didn't stink. And a guy with a chainsaw jumped out of it, like a working (laughs) chainsaw. Yeah, they'd taken the chain off of it, but it was still running, still working. Uh, went after my aunt with it. What? Uh, freaked me out, really freaked her out. And, you know, it actually touched her. 
And I don't know if you know this or not, but whether or not the chainsaws have the chain on them, uh-huh. they actually can still do damage. <gasps> oh, no. Did, is she okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you get, like, this little burn oh, on you. Oh, okay. It's nothing severe. Right. It's a red mark, and it goes away after, like, one or two days. Mm-hmm. It just kind of hurts. <laughs> See, I think if I had run across something like that on Halloween, I would have peed myself, hands down. Like, <laughs> some guy jumping out of a freezer, coming after me with a chainsaw. No, thank you. That is the best way to scare people, to jump out at them and just surprise them. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I, I love it. Speaking of... Jumping out and surprises people, surprising people. That brings us to our next song tonight. Someone that really jumps out and surprises people in the middle of a musical or the middle of a movie, even perhaps. Mm-hmm. The Phantom of the Opera. Just remember, folks, keep the hand at the level of your eye. Indeed, indeed. So here it is, folks. The Phantom's theme from The Phantom of the Opera. Enjoy. That 
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall, here on KUOZ 100.5 FM. I'm your host tonight, Corbin Sturge. And I'm Lauren Charters. If you're just listening, this has been our Halloween special. We spent the last hour reminiscing on favorites of the past (laughs) for our... Well, it's one of my favorite holidays, at least. It's not my favorite favorite, but it's one of my favorite holidays. Mm -hmm. But we're finally at that time in the hour where we have to let you go. We have to sign off, say our goodbyes. Uh, You know, just to remind you, you can always get in touch with us through Facebook at facebook.com forward slash from the concert hall. If you'll be watching within the next week, you'll see some of our new advertising photos go up, some new stuff from us coming out. You can always find us on SoundCloud and iTunes if you just search for from the concert hall. We're on Twitter at FTCH underscore KUOZ. If you live tweet us during shows or events or any time, we love responding to you. Give us your thoughts. We love interacting with our listeners. It's one of our favorite things to do here. Absolutely. Shout outs are way too much fun. <laughs> of course, always on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We love to make sure radio has a face so you can see what's actually happening with us. So always check us out on Instagram at KUOZ Concert Hall. You know, favorite our photos, follow us anywhere. We might follow you back. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope to hear from you. We love interacting with our listeners, keeping up with them, them keeping up with us. It just makes the show all the more personable and fun. So to play us out tonight, we have one of my favorite Halloween songs. What's a Halloween tradition? The Monster Mash. Enjoy, and everyone have a safe and happy Halloween and a good rest of their fall break. Enjoy. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the monster mash it was a graveyard smash it caught on in a flash he did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from Humble abodes to get.
better jolt from my electrodes. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sound. He got on chains back by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, "Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist?" It's now the monster mash, and it's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drags a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them all it sent you. Then you can monster mash and do my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash.